Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Oh, yes! Oh, gee. Hey, babe. Did you know that randomly hearing your favorite song on the radio is more satisfying than hearing it directly on your iPad? iPod or whatever you have? No, I didn't realize that. that. It's more satisfying. Why? Well, it just is. If you hear your favorite song pop up on the radio, it's more satisfying than if you, like, go and seek it out yourself on your device. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I know that when I'm listening, I don't often listen to the radio, but when you listen, it's like back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, though, when you used to actually make cassette tapes, like, you know, recorded tapes, I mean... I couldn't wait. Like, as soon as you heard your favorite song, you were like, yes, and you would turn yeah. it up. And yeah. Yeah, that makes but like, sense. Yeah. It's, like, way more satisfying if it comes on randomly than if you intentionally put it on. You're so, like, oh, my favorite song. can I ask where you got this information from? My brain. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere. That's cute. It's so cute. That's cute. I have another shower thought for you. Okay. Go to bed and you'll feel better in the morning is the human version of, did you turn it off and turn it back on again? What? Can you say that again? Go to bed. You'll feel better in the morning. Yeah. It's like saying, turn it off, turn it back on again. Yeah, I guess so. What about like, if you're like having brain fog or whatever and you just can't think straight, Mm -hmm. do we like bang you on the side of the head like we would a TV if it's being all fuzzy? Mm, Probably not. No. I feel like that one. Mind you, if you weren't paying attention to your partner, they may bang you on the side of the head and say, pay attention. You wouldn't do that, would you? No, I wouldn't do that. No. But I'm a lover, not a fighter. It's true. You are a lover. Yeah. Not a fighter. Okay. I have one more. Okay. This one has to do with plants. hmm Maybe plants are really farming us, giving us oxygen until we eventually expire and turn into mulch, when they, uh, which then they consume. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Plants are farming us. Yeah, I guess. Because they give us oxygen, what we need to survive. So plants could kill and us. And then we die. Yeah. And we go into the ground, and then they feed off of us. Hmm. Interesting. I know. A little bit disturbing, though. That is disturbing. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to our show. <laughs> this is the Finally Coming Up podcast, where we say it's better late than never. And I am sitting here with the my beautiful fiance, Tamar. <laughs> and I'm hanging out with my beautiful fiance, Melody. Yeah, that's right. You heard that as of four hours ago? Yep. Maybe? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I was very clever because I had planned a scavenger hunt where the girls, I actually asked Melody to help plan it with me. So it wouldn't be as obvious, and I had gotten prizes for the girls, and I actually also got a prize for Melody, but the main prize was at the end of the scavenger hunt, they were building Lego uh, against each other, and it was a little competition, and I'm sure there will be a blog eventually, but Melody nerds out over Lego, like it's puzzles and Lego. If I buy her puzzles and Lego... There's a chance I won't see her for a few hours. Or days. Or days, yeah. I I once, this is a little secret uh, into our personal lives, once I was waiting for coffee because (laughs) we take turns getting each other coffee. She doesn't just get me coffee. 
In fact, now I'd like to add, I, I do it all week and you do it on the it's weekend. It's true. We've kind of swapped. Yeah. And so, but she is very giving. But anyway, one day I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and she wasn't coming upstairs. So I checked out one of the cams that we have to spy on the teens and there she was puzzling away. Okay. But, in, but anyway, I in know. In my defense. Yeah. I was waiting for it to brew. I know. Well, that's what so, you say. No, but, but that's the But truth. I know how you get. Because when it comes, you turn into a teenager. It's like, out oh, one minute, and um, that's half an hour. Well, okay, but you also tell me you want me to puzzle. Yes, I do. I, lo- I love it when you're so happy puzzling. I feel like puzzling. there's some, like, mixed communication well, when you mix when here. you mess puzzling in with coffee time. Mm, but, babe. Yeah. What would Jesus do? Well, we're going to talk about that today, but let me finish my story. <laughs> but what would Jesus do? He would let me puzzle. He would let you puzzle. And I do. I buy you puzzles. He and would Michael. also bring you your coffee. Yes, he would. Exactly. But I was waiting for it to brew. Mm-hmm. I wasn't delaying giving you your coffee. Did you pick and the beans? And then I didn't go back down again. That's true. You don't, babe, you don't pick the beans when you're waiting for it to brew. <laughs> They're already picked in... Then you roast them. Roasted and ground. I, I felt like that time you picked them, roasted them, and well, then ground them, and then feel, brewed them. It's not ac- accurate to what happened. I know. Okay, well. Okay. So you have to maybe let go of that. Oh, I will Because I let did go. then bring it to you. Yes, you did. And did not then go back down. Can I finish my story? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I had actually kept the last few bags for the girls. Oh, and we're back to the proposal. We're back to the proposal. And they were building away. They were doing a good job, but it was killing Melody to wait until they got to their last five bags. And which then, was when I was allowed to which start. Which was when you were allowed to start. And so there was prizes for everybody. And on the last bag, I gave both you and the girls your last bag. And you dumped the bag out on your little... She even has a tray. She grabbed a tray for everybody so the well, pieces won't go missing. Yeah. And system. so we probably sat there for a good minute or two as uh, she, you know, had basically missed the ring and, and Jaylene had said, Mom, are you going to pick up that red piece? Are you going to pick up that red piece? And uh, yeah, she finally at the end, close to the end, noticed it. And then I did get down on one knee. You did. And I asked you to marry me. Although I did actually get so excited and put it on my finger over top of another ring that I was wearing. Yes. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. And I mean, I think this goes great with our topic today. Yeah. We were, we had a really good conversation about this about a week or two ago about what would Jesus do? Yeah. You know, and I, not growing up religious, you growing up religious, we have, we've been raised with two completely different beliefs and people that I talk to more and more today are like, Jesus would love all the people, like all the people. He would hang out with us. Yeah. And he would think that we're pretty fun. Exactly. So I'm going to let you take it over because I just wanted to share the engagement story. So it's a pretty good story. Yeah. I love you, babe. I love you. Okay. You're so creative. So WWJD has been on both of our minds quite a bit lately mm-hmm. because of everything that's happening, um, specifically in the States. I know that it's happening more than in Florida, but what we're hearing about in our neck of the woods is Florida. Mm-hmm. And just feeling we're not even there. We're not even in that their position, but just feeling overwhelmed with the 
pain that must be that is going through people who are being impacted by the laws that are being passed the don't say gay bill the abortion bills the just all of that kind of stuff the trans laws that are being passed or trying to be passed and I know I don't have all the details but it's just like terrifying to me to think that things are going so backwards Mm -hmm. and so we've been talking a lot about what would Jesus do yeah what do we think Jesus would do I think Jesus would love us all up no matter who who Mm -hmm. we are because I don't obviously know as much about the Bible as you did Mm -hmm. but I mean whenever I've heard stories from people who are affirming it has always been that, you know, Jesus loved the so-called, I just called so-called sinners because I believe we as humans have called certain things sinners, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I could be a sinner for being an alcoholic. Yeah. But that didn't make me a bad person, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that most, even most welcoming churches mm-hmm. would say that doesn't make me a bad person. Right. And Jesus still loved me. But there's been plenty of times and still in history and today where like for having addictions, people would say that you are a sinner. And yeah. it's like, okay, but that doesn't, that's like an organic thing that ha- about you that mm-hmm. God doesn't create us that way. Yeah. What do you think about, how does it make you feel the stuff that we're hearing about what's happening in the States? It makes me sad because it's definitely a step in the wrong direction. I believe that, you know, we need, the world needs more love. It needs more unity. And I think it's creating more distance. It's creating more hate. Mm -hmm. And those who are not very open-minded, I mean, that's the thing. You don't have to understand, right? If, If somebody that you know is gay, you don't necessarily have to understand, but ask questions. Yeah. Right? It would, it would be the same thing as, not exactly the same thing, but you know, somebody having a specific religious belief and you might not understand, maybe they're Buddhist Mm -hmm. and you don't understand that. You never grew up believing that, but it doesn't mean that what they do is wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I I feel like it's causing more hate. Yeah. And, you know, when I think, you know, we're looking for our home in the, within the church community and we found a few places that are affirming my thought as somebody who didn't grow up Christian was, wouldn't the church want to attract more people? That's what I think Jesus would do. And I I feel like what's going on in the States specifically is pushing people away from the church. Well, if you aren't already deeply rooted within the church, why would you go there now? Exactly. Like, why would you go there now? Like, it's just pushing people away. Yeah. Yeah, it's so sad. I remember, do you remember, uh, like, in the 90s, the WWJD bracelets? They were, like, these cloth bracelets. All of a sudden, it seemed like everybody had them. No. You don't remember that? No. Okay, it's funny because I actually remember more of my friends from school having these bracelets, or mm-hmm. and adults having these bracelets, more so than even the people within my church. And when we started talking about WWJD, what would Jesus do? I was like, where did that even come from? Mm -hmm. And because I remember it being a big thing in the 90s. Yeah. And so I looked it up and it actually is like over 100 years old. Wow. Uh, Like 100. This is my math. 130 years old that it's been around for. And this like guy, his name was Charles Sheldon, wrote a, a book 
about this pastor who was addressing all of these issues within the church and asking all these people, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. It actually came from like, what did I have? 1896 wow. that this book was written. And then in 1990s, people were like, hey, let's get on this. What would Jesus do? And then I'm looking now, 2023, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Like, he wouldn't do what's happening now. Yeah, and you're, I mean, you used to be a pastor. Yeah. So when you go and you did your theology, right, you know a lot about the Bible. Like, what what do you think Jesus would do? Yeah. Based on what you know. Yeah. It's it's scary. Like, like this book, the main character is this pastor, and he encourages his congregation to really think about that. What would Jesus do? One of the central themes in the book is the idea that Christians should live out their faith in their daily lives and not just on Sundays. And it's like, this is how we look on Sundays. If you go to church, you're dressed, especially back in the late 1800s, dressed mm-hmm. in your Sunday best kind of thing. And the the surface of what people see of what Christianity is, but then he was challenging them to like, okay, but what about Monday to Saturday and in your community and in your work? And what would Jesus do in those places? Mm-hmm. And... inclusion Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff inclusion because I work in education is a huge huge thing and it really just comes back around to that inclusion and let's get rid of the shame and right now what's happening is like shame and condemning and the idea of taking children from families because they're supporting their kid and who they want to be or who they feel they are like that's mind-blowing to me Mm -hmm. that that's where we're at yeah, it's mind-blowing to me, too. It's just, like I said, I I would think that the church would want to attract more people yeah. to it yeah. than pushing people away. Yeah. He totally, like, addresses in this book, like, social justice issues. I would say at the time he didn't include LGBTQIAS plus mm-hmm. stuff, but he included poverty and inequality and the treatment of marginalized groups, which is super what the community the pride community is it's a very marginalized group and i actually think that the church would see that the opposite yeah thinking that like oh this pride community is taking over the world and they're destroying our churches and everything and it's like okay but you're destroying them and like you're like hurting them (laughs) so much and i i want to say one thing Mm -hmm. before we carry on we also as say non-Christians, I don't necessarily consider myself a Christian or a mm-hmm. non-Christian. I consider myself spiritual, right? Mm-hmm. And I love my faith for with God. But as somebody who's maybe listening and is completely atheist, agnostic, even though we all kind of have faith because, you know, is that I challenge you also to look at how you're judging the church. Mm-hmm. Because even though I don't agree with go- what's going on in the States, and I know a lot of it is religion based. It's not necessarily the religion, it's the people. It is the people. It is there are a lot of affirming Christians in this world who accept us exactly yeah. the way we are. And, you know, I I've heard a lot of people on the other end get super judgy that this is like that they think all churches are like this, and that is not true either. So if you're yeah. thinking, yeah, screw the church, like, no, it's yeah. the people. Yeah. Right. And and don't screw the people. But <laughs> but it is like I have said for so long with things that I've gone through that it's the people, it's not the church. Yeah. Unfortunately, it ends up 
being represented as the church yeah. uh, universal that is like so negative and so shaming of people in the pride community. Yeah. But it, but what my experience since coming out has been actually that everyone that I have told and when I came out were supportive. Mm-hmm. And, but when it came down to their church theology and doctrine and that they couldn't really go any farther than that, but that they themselves were quite affirming. Yeah. So it, it, it's their, I mean, I can't speak to what it's like in Florida. No. But our like our hearts are with you guys. Like if you're listening, move to Canada. <laughs> I mean, we're not perfect. We either, let everyone like, in though. It's true. So come on. It's come true. and join us. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It it's brutal. So this the book, the WWJD book that's over a hundred years old, ultimately what they come down to is to when they're asking the WWJD question is to follow the teachings of Jesus. And this is where there's like a ton of debate within the Christian community. There are actually no passages in the Bible where Jesus specifically shows compassion towards members of the pride community. There are passages that are debated within the church over whether or not, um, well, actually, I think even like full on scholars will say that it actually had to do with like non-consensual sex and not consensual and so that's where the difference is and it's not necessarily in the fact that you're in same-sex relationships and there's actually well i believe we've talked about it on here before a scripture where they actually took the word sexual deviant in the uh oh in 46 in 1946 and switched it to the word homosexual which is also not the same thing. Yeah. And it's interesting because when I think of sexual deviant, I think of a pedophile. Yeah, I think of someone, you know, not getting consent. That's yeah. what I think of when yeah. I think yeah. se- sexual deviant. And so there's lots of debate around all of that, of what is actually said in the Bible, but then also people that will say that aren't biblical scholars that will say, no, actually the first time I said to somebody that I thought that I was gay, she said that if I was gay, I would be an abomination. Mm. And so there's lots of people in the church that will still say like, no, this is what the Bible says, but without really getting all the context and where the translations came from. And and I'm not a scholar. No. 100% will say I have, have a degree in biblical studies, but like, that's about as far as it goes. Yeah. And so within the, like, there's no teachings in the Bible where Jesus is, like, saying to, like, people that are gay, like, no. this is all good. But there are so many times when compassion is shown towards people and where he chooses to sit and engage with the so-called sinners. Yeah. Like... That's that's amazing to me. Yeah, I had somebody, I, and I might have mentioned this before, that is very involved in the Christian community down in the States. And we had uh, a conversation about, you know, actually he said, oh, your name's in the Bible. You were a prostitute. And I said, yeah. And I said, I've, ha- I've heard about that before. And he said, you know, tomorrow he's like, Jesus loved the sinners. He's like, Jesus would love you. And I said, thank you. And he goes, and if Jesus came back today, he would probably be horrified at the state of the community as a whole. I think so, too. Yeah. It's crazy when yeah. I think about it. Yeah. 
how bad that is. The other thing in terms of what would Jesus do Mm -hmm. that Jesus did talk about in the Bible was there was a lot of focus put on not judging other people. Yeah. And like there's this classic story where there's somebody who's known to be a prostitute and there's all these Pharisees and they're wanting to punish her, stone her, I believe. And for being a prostitute, for having multiple husbands, as they would have said. And Jesus is like, if any of you guys are without sin or without fault, throw the first stone. And then next thing they knew, everybody walked away because they couldn't throw a stone because they knew they had done wrong, that they had sin in their lives, that they had stuff in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is like, well, if they can't, I'm not going to condemn you either. Mm -hmm. So go and be at peace. And it's like, can't we just be at peace? Mm-hmm. And that's not the same in my mindset of like being a prostitute to being gay or the sexual deviant or consensual sex and that kind of stuff. There's lots of more dis- topics around that. But like it was very clear that we were not to judge. And that is exactly what is happening right now is people are being judged and they're being punished. And in some cases, children are being ripped from their families Mm -hmm. because of this. And that's so scary to think of. It is. And I mean, you know, we've had listeners and thank you for everyone who's written in. Tell us that they can't come out because like they could never come out because of their Christian community, which is really sad because I mean, I never came out not because I was religious, but because I also feared, right. What Mm -hmm. other people would Mm -hmm. think. And I can tell you when I finally gained the courage to tell a few people that I trusted and there was this huge weight that lifted off my shoulder and you know, I had just thought, okay, I don't even like, I remember when we met, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to be okay with this. I've never been with a woman, you know, and I'm like, I can't even imagine not being with you. It's just so amazing. I mean, how can it be wrong? You know? I know. Yeah. Like, like you don't have a penis. No, I don't. And that's the only, like, it just doesn't make sense to me why there would be like now it doesn't like I went through I had to go through deconstructing and all that stuff I had to figure out all those things but then after I got to the other side of that it's like like what's the big deal like that's the only difference Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay so we're not judging that's that's Jesus himself he didn't judge he said to the the prostitute even like well, if they can't, if they're not, can't judge you, I'm not going to judge you. Go ahead. He like, Jesus didn't even judge. We're not supposed to judge. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a few things we can do. Okay. Let's hear it. Loving and accepting attitude. Have a loving and accepting attitude. We all need that. Like, yeah. You know, I've been thinking like, imagine if, because like what's happening in the States is not just the church it is the government who's backing these things right so like imagine if the church got their act together said we're gonna stop shaming we're gonna like and we're going to be affirming imagine if the church was then the first was the first place people ran for safety yep isn't that how it should be it it's totally how it should be but 
nobody's going to run to the church if they're told like that they're like awful that they're an abomination if they're told that because they're going to support their child in I the gender they identify with that they're going to lose their kids mm-hmm. like nobody's going to run to the church if the church isn't affirming but if the church says no we love you mm-hmm. and we want to support you in being the person that god created you to be and if organically you feel like you're a boy when you have a vagina okay let's support who you believe god created you to be yeah like Imagine if we had a loving and accepting attitude. Yeah, more people would go to church. Yeah. Yeah. Makes Imagine sense to me. peace. I know. You're very loving and accepting, babe. I try. Yeah. You too. And you're part of the reason that I'm even willing to go back to church. Yeah. Right? I mean, I was willing to go when I got sober and I really enjoyed it because I sought that spiritual, spiritual experience. But... Really, you are the reason why I'm going back to church. And I always joke around with you and say, I feel like I have like an inside connection now with God, (laughs) right? Because you do, you make me feel safe. The other day when I was vulnerable with you, the first thing you did was pray and that didn't feel awkward. It felt good. Yeah. Right. So thank you. Anytime, babe. (laughs) Okay. What's the next one? Respect human dignity. Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus would likely advocate for treating them with kindness, compassion, and respect. And he would stand up against discrimination. He would stand up against stigma or violence targeted at people of the pride community. Mm -hmm. He would certainly not strip them of their rights as human beings. Yeah. Agreed. What would Jesus do? He'd love us. He would love us. He would accept us. And he would respect Human dignity. Yep, absolutely. Okay, what's another? Promoting, <laughs> promote inclusivity. Yeah. Like an inc- church that is inclusive, that is affirming, schools, community centers, restaurants. Uh, like in Vancouver, we have Davies Street, where it's like the Pride Street. Mm-hmm. And imagine if, not that rainbows need to be painted everywhere, but what if everywhere you knew you were safe. Yeah. Like, promote it. Mm -hmm. Put it in your text. Put it in your posters so that people know. And even if you need, like, a little symbol of the pride flag or whatever, Mm -hmm. so people know, okay, I'm heard here, I'm accepted here, I'm not going to be shunned or penalized or anything like that. Well, and that's, you know, when we go to... We go to a church every once in a while that we know is affirming. Mm-hmm. I feel safe there. I feel yeah. like I can hold your hand. And it was interesting because we went to a gala, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> yeah. l- l- a few days ago. Yeah. And we were holding in, hands. In the States. In the States. Yeah. But there was still part of me that was like in the back of my head thinking, I wonder if people are judging us. But here's the <laughs> cool part about it is that. We just were ourselves. I yeah. just thought, you know what? Screw this. I It's terrible. Like, you know, people in heterosexual couples can hold hands or they can kiss in public and they don't have to worry about somebody saying something negative to them. Right? But we yeah. do. Yeah. And that's a terrible and feeling. We're, we are affectionate people. We are. And so it's not, not that we're like, you know, handsy no. or all over, the, you know, each other in but public. But we hold hands. But... We shouldn't have to feel any more reserved about it 
as a hetero couple. Exactly. And at the end of the evening, we actually during, prize. It was like so great. during the evening, one of the servers, she yeah. came up to us and said, I just want to say you guys are so cute together. Yeah. And then she, what did and she say at the end? We were leaving. We yeah. had already kind of walked away from the table and she came over, she grabbed us and she's like, I don't know if you heard me. I just wanted to say goodbye to the cutest couple. And it was like, oh, I've just felt so good. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, we are really freaking cute. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but that is cool. Like it that is, felt safe in yeah. that moment. And it felt like good for you for not being afraid to be who you are. Right. And, and that's hard who you for some are people. Is okay. Right. We've had listeners write in and say, I can't be who I am. Yeah. And I mean, I can tell you if you're listening right now and contemplating it, it's the best thing I ever did was coming out because right? I met you and we're engaged now. Right. And my apologies if you hear stomping right now, yeah. the children are above us supposedly washing the dishes. Yeah. So that is our reality <laughs> as we are also recording this. Yeah. Okay. Something else. Promoting dialogue and understanding. Jesus is a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. He talked about it. He advocated for reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he did. He talked about it. Yeah. Don't just like, you know, so often people like if it's something uncomfortable or they don't understand it, it's wrong. They think then it's wrong or they just don't want to talk about it. It's just not something that they're going to address or they'll say, well, it doesn't really have to do with me, so I'm not going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But Jesus talked about it. Yeah. He like he talked about all the the challenges that people did face and so that's what we need to do that we need to talk about it Mm -hmm. so that we can get to the point of reconciliation yep lastly i I mean there's so many things that we can do but on here i have we can encourage open respectful and compassionate dialogue between different groups of people and we can aim to promote mutual understanding empathy and find common ground Okay, so like there's not a lot different between Tamar and I being together than another hetero couple. Right. The only difference is that there's two vaginas and not a (laughs) vagina and a penis. Really, there's not anything different. No. We have so many things on common ground. That is not like the front of the line. That doesn't have to be the big flashing like, you know. Well, and here's the thing though. If you really know the body... There's a book called Come As You Are. I can't remember what the what the author is, but it actually talks about the parts of the body and men and women actually have the very same parts. It's just women are more external and men are for the function are, sorry, of reproduction. Yeah. And they are external. For the but function have, of reproduction. Yeah, we have the same the parts. Yeah. Exactly the same. So read that book and you'll get some insider tips That's on the body parts. really cool to think about. Yeah. 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 Because mm-hmm. it would be harder to reproduce yeah. if it you didn't fit like a puzzle. Yeah, it would. But we're not reproducing. No. So. And here's the thing. I mean, you adopted three wonderful, yeah. beautiful girls. And there's like science, which has been around for a while, where they, so that like in vitro or whatever, so that you can get pregnant. And the other mom is also able to do things so that she can lactate and breastfeed her babies. Like, that's amazing. There's options. But a lot of gay people adopt. And there's so many children out there right now that need help and need a good home. So I mean, somebody that understands compassion. We're, you know, built to reproduce, but... Are we all built to reproduce? Because if we all reproduce, we would have way too many children on Imagine. the Imagine. We already have children that don't have good homes. So 
you know, right? If you're adopting and heterosexual couples obviously adopt too. Yeah. That's a magical thing. It is a magical thing. Yeah. That's love. What would Jesus do? I feel like, oh, there's so many things. What do you think Jesus would do? Well, all like the things that I just said. Yeah. Were you listening, babe? I was listening. (laughs) He would love people. He would, he would not judge them. Yeah. He would just love them. Mm Mm-hmm. And he would sit at their table and eat, mm-hmm. and he would go out to movies with them. He would, you know, if they had that back in, you know, when he walked the earth. Yeah, he wouldn't do what's happening now. And my heart just goes out to everybody in the States that's feeling so much rejection and fear for their lives, like people that are having to plan to leave their state on a whim's notice, on a mm-hmm. moment's notice, like... That's terrifying, and our hearts go out to you in prayers, and come to Canada, and we will love you. Mm-hmm. And I know there's places in the States that will love you, too, but... Exactly. I mean, Canada's the best. Yeah. We're cool. <laughs> and we're pretty friendly here. Yeah. For yeah. the most part. Yeah. For yeah. the most part. Yeah. Every now and then, I can be grumpy. Yeah. But but you come out of it pretty quickly. I do. Yeah. Get me a puzzle, and I'm good. Exactly. Or a wing. Or a ring. Or a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. I hope that you have gotten something from this today. We'd love to hear your comments. Mm-hmm. And if you're in, find yourself in a position like I was in a few years ago in the church and really we're just at your end and at your bottom and you're scared to come out and you just want somebody to talk to you, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. We're here for you. Right, Tamar? Yeah, we are. Can I make one more closing comment? Yeah, I guess. I just popped into my head. Okay. And if you're struggling right now to deconstruct your own faith think about the game telephone Mm -hmm. right if you're listening to us and you're like nope this is what the bible says this is how i've interpreted it and we've heard this a few times in the last little while is all of us interpret things differently Mm -hmm. right when you do telephone and one person tells you something by the time it's the 10th it's probably something completely different so think about that right when you're reading any type of book it's something that we have interpreted and of yeah. course the bible has been rewritten yeah. over yeah, yeah. The, you know last however yeah. many gajillion centuries mm-hmm. but that's what i want to leave the closing thought right because if yeah. you're set on what's in the bible look at the in, how you interpret um, but it. babe can i also that's a really good point but can yeah, i also thanks. add one more closing thought sure. in terms of books okay shamius oh yeah Right? I got my autographed copy. Did yeah. you? Uh, I actually don't have my copy yet. Oh, but yeah. but did you guys, listeners, order? Go to Amazon and you can get it in the Kindle or paperback version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called Shamians, written by yours truly, Melody Routley. Mm-hmm. R-O-U-T-L-Y. I'll mm-hmm. just spell that out so Melody you can get it. Melody I-E. Yeah, Melody I-E. Not Y. R-O-U-T-L-Y. Yeah. There you go. On Amazon. And it's my story. It's my story of experiencing shame and taking on shame and the process of my deciding to come out and how I did that and kind of what it looks like today. So I would love to hear from you guys. I'd love to share my story. You know, get multiple copies. Give them to friends. Uh, I think I I published it because I believe it's a story that people need to hear. I agree. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to hearing from you. Have a great week. See you next time. Bye.